Hey, why am I his sidekick, all right? How do you know he's not my sidekick? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti. And with me, as always, are my wonderful sidekicks. First P feature. Hello, Internet. And then there's... I almost said Felix. Well, you can, <laughs> I almost you did. can still say it. I it's not did. like I but, don't respond to it. But yeah, this is uh, formerly known as Felix Hergood of the Emerging Gamer Podcast that's also former. Uh, the only thing left now is just Rye Patterson. That's me. Rye, well, you know what? Rye, that's my favorite. Like, Felix was cool, but Rye's cooler. So yeah. I'm with it. Rye, 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 I'm into Rye, Rye here. Video game Rye here. Gamer Rye. Video game Video Rye. Video game Rye. I like it. Ravenous Rye, Rye reviews. <laughs> Rye, like, Rye like the bread, as they say. Or whiskey. Uh, yeah, I'm here uh, to help out. Uh, thanks for having me on again. Um, yes, and let's let, let's not just let's let's not let's not just blow past that. I'm here to help out again because he's not. He originally was just going to be put on as like a guest, just kind of joining the show. But you might notice that there's a lot of voices missing because for some reason yeah. they all just they all just fell away. It was I like scared it was like, him off, Mister Menti. It was me. Is that what it was? They heard I was coming. <laughs> they heard you were coming. It was just. It, I thought I heard a snap. It was like out of a horror movie. It was just like every twenty minutes. One of them disappeared. <laughs> so something happened where one of them fell off. So, yeah. So, uh, Moshko, Maurer, and Baby Huey all can't make it for various other reasons. And so, with that, our whole plan for the show is thrown out the window, and we're just going to throw stuff against the wall and keep talking until the hour's up. How's that sound, gents? <laughs> sounds great. Uh, sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good? All right. Well, let's, let's, let's round robin. Features, what do you want to talk about? Uh, we can talk about uh, Controversial Craven. Uh, we'll Controversial Craven. Yeah. I love the alliteration. Yeah, I, heard, I heard about that. Right. Yeah. I definitely heard about that. Um, we also have a new trailer for Thor, Love and Thunder, that we want to talk about mm. as okay. well as, well, I mean, Wonder Man. Wonder Man. Wonder Woman? Wonder Man. Wonder Man. Wonder Man. Not to Wonder, be like confused. Wonder Bread? <laughs> Actually, you know what? I used to confuse like, the, the symbolism. Like the Wonders? <laughs> oh, the wonders! No, not them. The Oneaters. The Oneaters. <laughs> no, not that. Okay. All right. So, Wonder Man. Any, anything else from uh, from the Features Factory? Uh, from the Features Factory. Let's see. Uh, it's all right. It's I mean, look, man, bro. We got a lot. We got oh, we got listen, plenty of time. We we got to catch up on some Obi Wan. Uh, there's also the boys. No, oh, that's true. And yep. and we're, we're we're definitely going to talk about Miss Marvel, because why not? And also, it, it's it's a dope show. All right. Well, how about you, uh, Mister Mister Rye, Mister Mister Rye's Ms. reviews, the Rye guy. Hey, the, Rye guy. Rye guy. What's up? Rye oh guy. Uh, Flying Rye, Rye here. Rye, 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 Rye Walker. No, Rye, Rye Walker. No. Walker. Rye Walker doesn't work. 
Rye I Rye. like it. We said Rye guy, like 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 you know, like Sky guy. Yeah, when I was gro- growing up. It was like it was like Lion Ryan, Dying Ryan. That's how tragic people can be. Uh, all That's different. No, Ryan huh? Ryan. What's that? <laughs> uh, was, and then the garbage. Well, were, if, hey, then the garbage belt kids. Cook. Yo, the garbage belt kids picked up on it, and then there was a garbage belt kid called like Frying Fry Ryan. That was a garbage belt kid. It was a, he was a giant Godzilla. It was a Godzilla. If, <laughs> yeah. if anybody out there has a garbage pail kid of Frying Ryan, not only will I pay you top dollar for it, but I will get you an autograph original rye patterson it was the, it was an alternate it wasn't the original name of that garbage pill kid you remember how they came out with two different versions it was the same no. picture but with a different name come on i know too much about the garbage pill kids <laughs> well maybe one day we'll talk about garbage pail kids but what would you like to talk about on today's show mr patterson uh, a couple things uh i uh you know having a video game background uh, my emphasis is basically in video games i picked up a title on my nintendo switch on june 16th and I'm pretty excited mm. about it. And uh, it's near and dear mm. to Mr. Menti's heart. Shredder's Revenge. Teenage Mutant hey. Ninja Turtles are back, baby. And uh, I've been playing it, and I actually love it. <laughs> it's incredible. It's a continuation well, of hold, my... Hold of, off. Of, uh, no, I'm not going to go into off, detail. Champ. But don't, don't, don't review yet. Your early, <laughs> early reviews. I'm not reviewing. I'm yeah, not the, reviewing. I'm the reviewing. embargo has not been lifted. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. And then, of course, uh, there's the Midnight Suns trailer dropped, which is basically just a story trailer, but we could talk about some details in that. And then, of course, there is a new character drop coming to the Avengers game. Um, which is uh, Mighty Thor. So we'll see what we got there. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, okay. Did I miss anything? I didn't miss anything. Right? No. That, I mean, so we got so we've got controversial Craven, all of the shows, all the video games, uh, and then I I want to talk about. I guess it's a video game. It's also kind of a it's a milestone achievement. Maybe? Oh yeah. I yeah, don't know yeah. how you. I don't. I don't know how. It's a TV show slash video game for The Walking Dead. So for anybody who's interested in the future of The Walking Dead, they're they're pushing the limits on what Facebook is capable of. So we'll talk about that. But before we get into all of that news, I do I do want to start with something a little bit more tragic, and it's something that we talked about last week. Uh, and I really do wish Mauer was here for this, but um, we 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 talked about how Tim Sale, uh, the legendary comic artist Tim Sale, uh, known. Primarily, he's known for a lot of things, but he the reason that the Batman is the Batman, it's reason that the last bunch of iterations of Batman have been as dark and look the way that they do really comes from Tim Sale. Tim Sale is the reason that the Batman, the reason the Dark Knight, the re- like the vibe that all of those movies have is strongly based on the artwork from Along Halloween, which is one of Tim Sale's you know crowning crowning achievements. But then there's also obviously the Marvel books where there's Spider-Man Blue, Daredevil, um, uh, Daredevil Yellow, Hulk Gray, uh, Captain America White. Um, but again, his biggest. I mean, he had a bunch of achievements. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. But the the fact that we will always see Batman in a new in in the Tim Sale vein because every director all say that that book strongly influenced the way that they decided to film their movies. So that's how incredible that man's hands were: is that they've dictated billions of dollars of of Hollywood money um, from just what what he did for dc it's it's incredible how one artist can change the look of a character for so long i mean go ahead and truth to power uh i'm holding in my hand 
my newly purchased hardback copy of Batman Noir, The Long Hall- Halloween by yeah, uh, Jeff Noir Loeb and, and Tim Sale. Um, that was recommended by Mr. Menti here. Um, after I watched the DC animated movie, The Long Halloween, for the first time, the, for, uh, the part one, part two from like, I think 2020, isn't that when it released? Yeah, and and the animated movies is very is is good for what it is. But the thing that Tim Tim Sale's art is so unique. It's not what you would expect. It's not as like when you think of like Jim Lee art, for example, when you think of like the X Men covers, even the Batman covers. It's so quintessential comic art. But his has got this really cool kind of I don't want to call it watercolor because it's not Mm -hmm. but it has kind of a watery vibe to it so it's like the line work isn't necessarily as important but what he's able to grab is this feeling every picture that he does has this feeling uh that has influenced you know every single batman movie to come out in the last what two decades yeah if not longer i mean that's that's incredible. So, so unfortunately, we talked about last week that he was rushed to the hospital. A bunch of different artists from DC and Marvel were, especially like Jim Lee, for example, were saying that he was rushed to the hospital and that their their prayers were with him. But sadly, he passed away of kidney failure shortly after. Um, so this this is a big hit to the industry. This he's not. It's not like like when Stan died or even when Ditko died because his name doesn't ring as many bells to, for those outside of comics. But for those in comics. Like every everything Batman you've seen probably has Tim Sale influence in it. I get most people who have seen Batman in the last thirty years has seen something influenced by this man. Yeah, and that's it, that's wild. That is so. It this is it's a really really this is a sad sad time. So let's let's give our let's give a quick moment. Okay, so. Uh, any any last thoughts, features or or rye? Um, before we move on to another topic, honestly, just just gotta gotta give that man his flowers. Probably should have done it, you know, way ahead of time before now. But I I can safely say like, definitely his his version of Batman is the one that I fell in love with. Even the 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 whole mystique the darkness the grittiness of the character that he brought that is the that it like we say all the time like that's my batman and anything any version of batman that's come afterward is it's it all is directly influenced by tim sale outside of him you're thinking adam west and unfortunately i didn't grow up with adam west batman grew up with tim sales batman yeah thank you uh tim for for discontinuing continuing the 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 bubbly like friendly laughable Batman because the dark you know you know brooding like Batman with a lot of like psycho, psycho psychological problems is the one that I love the most <laughs> so I'll I'll always appreciate that so yeah he he really was an an, an incredible talent yeah uh, and he will be he will be sorely missed um, okay. So let's uh, let's jump on to the next. Let's get into video games. You know what? Should we do video games? We want to end. Let's end on video games. Let's get the shows out of the way. All right. I have a feeling that's. I have a feeling that's going to be. You know, most people are tuning in for the shows. <laughs> I have a feeling. So you know what? No, I'm going to throw another audible in there. Let's go to features. Features. 
let's let's talk about our controversial craven real quick. All right, <laughs> let's All get right. let's get that out of the way because that won't take very long. I have a feeling our opinions. Oh, okay. I'm I'm glad you asked. Well, first off, who's craven? Okay, so. Craven the Hunter is a, a very old Spider-Man villain who was first introduced in Amazing Spider-Man issue 15 uh, in, I want to say it's 1965? I'm remembering correctly from the article. Um, but Craven himself is this really maniacal big game hunter. His whole <laughs> purpose was to seek out and hunt Spider-Man and defeat him just to prove that he's the greatest hunter in the world. That, it's all ego. Yeah. It's, it's he's super such ego. an ego trip, that character. It's all he was. Um, but the, the thing that made him even, uh, even a threat towards Spider-Man was that Craven also drunk this serum that gave him enhanced strength, senses, endurance, and stamina, which put him, I don't want to even say on a keel. Spider-Man holds back a lot, but it allowed him to put up a fight against Spider-Man. Outside of his his natural skills as a big game hunter, uh it made him a formidable foe. But yes. Well, that plus his his like Peter's smart. Uh he's probably Peter's smarter than Craven is, yeah. but Craven is a better strategist. Oh yeah, by far. Like that's what made Craven so deadly is you didn't know when you were walking into a Craven trap. Like all of a sudden, spears and sh- ooh, I almost cursed. Spears and stuff start going, <laughs> coming out of nowhere, and nets and like you never know when all of a sudden, and Craven's attacking. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what would Craven like. Craven would watch you for weeks, and you'd have no idea. And then all of a sudden, you know, Hell's Gates would open up, and the amount of of <laughs> I want to say like medieval weaponry, because for some reason that guy refused to use anything modern. All of a sudden, yeah. He- all of a sudden. He had a strict code uh, as far as hunting goes, and he refused to use, like you said, he refused to use modern weaponry. So it was all spe- spears, arrows, nets. Claws <laughs> and nets, yeah. It's all, it's all uh, hand-to-hand stuff. Dug like, out he wanted traps. to get up close. <laughs> like, he was the kind of guy, like, you know how, you know, like, like the annoying big game hunters? Yeah. Like, you see pictures of them, and, like, they're, they're over, like, a, and, and they're so proud of themselves, and you're like... God, you're a, like this is dumb. Yeah, <laughs> but he was the guy who went and then strangled the big game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he couldn't just shoot it and pose with it. He had to physically take it down with his own hands, or it wasn't considered an actual hunt. Yep. Yeah, he, he was like you said, a lot of ego and definitely maniacal because there was no. He's a great villain. He's a great villain. Oh, but yeah, he is. But uh, I, I think hopefully, you know, when we get this. Uh, this iteration of him in the films, it's it's what we're nope. we're looking for, but you know, nope, Sony controversy, cra- controversial Craven. Con- that's not seems like that's not what we're getting. Yeah, but, let me ask you a question: Is he sure. getting edited for for modern times? Because maybe the pic- the picture of him in earlier comics or whatever mm-hmm. might not hold up on screen. It might look ridiculous. They might have needed to give him a practical background. You know, like. I don't think so. Actually, no. You don't. I don't think so. No, not at all. No, Cra- I, Craven has a background you don't have to edit at all. <laughs> you don't at all. No, when, I'm saying, well, look, but when you it, see it on camera, does it still hold up as being cool? That's yes, my point. Yes. I, you think so, it does? Yes. The reason that they're doing so let so the, is the what's the actual story? Yeah. What's this controversy? So the actual, the actual controversy my, is <laughs> the actor Aaron Taylor Johnson, the the guy who was 
Quicksilver. Dead Quicksilver. Yeah, Dead Dead Quicksilver. Um, he from Ultron, from Age Ultron. Yes, the the dead one. <laughs> he yep. is he is portraying Craven the Hunter, the guy who couldn't outrun bullets. <laughs> he couldn't oh, outrun the spe- bullets. The speedster who got shot to death. <laughs> I want to say let him the live. The one they put up against would be... the Flash. <laughs> Just I want to say let him live, but I feel like the irony behind that statement is. Just too much. But uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. And he said, I bet you didn't see that coming. No one saw that coming because you're the dude who's supposed to be faster than bullets. It's like your whole thing. <laughs> it's, it's the thing you do. <laughs> it's Whatever. true, but somehow it got taken out. Hawkeye's human shield. Anyway. <laughs> so uh, he pretty much came out uh, and said the – Portrayal of his character is of an animal lover and a protector of the natural world. And that that statement alone sent fans up in arms on the World Wide Web. Now, I, I would I would lean over to you gentlemen, especially you, Mincy, to say to just to give us an inkling. Oh, why would people I have pl- I have plenty to say. Why why would people <laughs> why would people think that? Why would we go up in arms? You don't think somebody hunting animals couldn't love what he's hunting like i mean he he's got to kill them but he, he might he, he might respect you, them so maybe so you're a video game fan yeah. remember in which which spider-man game was it when there was the craven levels when you went into his actual home oh uh, do you remember when you got to walk around his house i never played that <laughs> Um, um, well, his house is a, is has stuffed animals galore because for him it's a trophy. Yeah, his whole thing is ego. He just wants to prove he can hunt anything that's alive. Like if he was like, okay, so remember in Lost World, the dude who didn't want to get paid, he just wanted to hunt a T Rex. Yeah, yeah, that's Craven. That crazy old man is Craven, just with super soldier serum. Essentially, <laughs> he all he wants to do is prove that there is nothing tougher than he is. So when he finds out about Spider Man, he's like, "Well, that's it." He goes to a city. He's like, "I gotta hunt that dude. That dude's gotta be hunted." Like, just imagine the ego on somebody who's like, "I'm such a good hunter that if I hear something on the news, I have to pack my stuff, buy a new home, move to a new city to kill a man." <laughs> That's what he did. I mean, and th- and now we want to rewrite him as an animal activist. And I get why they're doing it. I just hate it. What is their core. reason for doing it? Did they say? Because they they're giving him his own movie. Right. You have to. You want to make him the hero of a story. It's the same with Morbius. It's the same stuff. They're taking all of these characters that are that are villains uh, that Sony has the the rights to and are trying to craft stories that make them somewhat sympathetic to What's go up the against Disney Spider-Man book? later. Disney's been doing that with their own villains. Not No, not but Disney will still way. give you Thanos as Thanos. Yeah. No, no, like I he's meant, relatable. I meant, no, 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 no. But, I meant with the Disney movies, not with Marvel movies. Look, I'm so confused. Well, we, oh, the, Dis- they, the Disney playbook would be like, uh, m- m- um, what's her name? M- oh, I get what you're saying. Maleficent. Maleficent. Oh, okay, right, and yeah, then yeah. they had another one where they made a, made a villain into a hero. Like, uh, Cruella. Cruella. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing, and they're doing it with the with the villains of Spider-Man to make it, I guess, more interesting when they inevitably start fighting. Yeah. See, I- and. I'm sorry. It's where you lose me. Yeah, it's, it's it's where you lose me. It's it's you're set you you're sacrificing the characters the characters the corners one of the cornerstones of the character 
to make a full movie out of him so it's more interesting when he fights Spider-Man later. But you don't have a good track record, Sony. <laughs> At all. At all. <laughs> no, like, don't. I don't trust you to do that properly. You you barely did it with Venom. The movie made money because it's Venom. That's it. Right. <laughs> and then you did Morbius, which was, which was a Transformers-level train wreck. <laughs> like, it, I don't have faith that you can just rewrite the the cornerstones of these characters to make them interesting i i i think it would have been better to just use him as is and make leave him the villain of the story but pretty much yeah like see and that's that's my thing too i because i i definitely am am they, they definitely lost me with trying to turn him into an animal lover his whole th- like you can't he wears fur and claws and like <laughs> yeah. he wears the bones of things that he, he kills. He literally does wear the trophies of things that he kills, also having a whole I don't want to say fortress, but a whole household full of, of dead animals and stuffed ones. They're just trophies. No. He doesn't care. He's the only thing he cares about is how great is the hunt gonna be. That's that's his I goal. Don't have a problem with changing characters like this. To meet the story. I really don't. Right. But you've never told the story. So instead of rewriting the wheel, let's just see if it works first. Then we'll change it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, make a Craven story, and then we can start playing around with who the hell Craven is if that doesn't fly. But, you know, if comics have told us anything, or if movies have told us, comics have not doing a very good job of this. <laughs> but if movies related to comics have shown us anything, that when you are somewhat accurate, mm-hmm. you do better. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. You do so much better. Um, and the Menzi, mo- do, you, do you think it's a political yeah. change in some way? Probably, but I also think it's to make him more likable because they got they like they didn't cast somebody to be scary. You know what I mean? They didn't. They don't. They want him to be a sympathetic villain, and he's not a sympathetic villain at all. It's his whole thing. <laughs> he's not a sympathetic. Yeah, villain. I, I heard at one point there was going to be a TV show. Uh, my favorite character, in case anyone hasn't listened to the couple of shows that I've been on here. Uh, my favorite character is the Punisher, and I heard at one point there was going to be a Punisher TV show. This is before they did the one that was on Netflix, but there was going to be one that was on, like, I don't know, like uh, NBC TV, you know, like like nighttime. It was going to be a procedural cop drama where the Punisher helps the police solve crimes. What? <laughs> yeah. no. 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 Yeah, and you that can't. was that was an idea that was out there at one point. And that I'm was like, a bad idea. Whoa, that would have been bad. That would have been horrendously bad. And then fortunately at the last minute they went with the Punisher show that was on Netflix. But can that I, was that can was the I best to say <laughs> that I just want to say this because it's going to make because maybe maybe it'll make everyone feel a little bit better about this, but we are all so hypocritical when it comes to when we care when they change stuff about characters. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? All yeah. of us, if we have any kind of connection to the character, it's because it's a Spider-Man villain is the only reason features and I care. Yeah. If this if this dude was a hell, if he was a Hellboy villain, we wouldn't care. Yeah, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't. We'd go, all right, well, I'll see what you can do with them. That's what, it, it all depends on how connected you are to the characters. Yeah. And, and we'll talk more about that when we start getting into some of the Star Wars stuff. And even when we start talking about Miss Marvel, is that these changes that they're making recently, I think they're wagering how passionate is the fan base to how much they will care if we change things. Yeah, yeah. they feel you know like I mean? they yeah. can sneak it in. <laughs> Not even sneak well, it. there's some. It's, it's like how much can we can we change and get away with? And like, but the question is, why are you changing it? 
Like some of the some of the reasoning I just don't understand. Like I still can't understand Moon Knight's changes because the potential of what Mo- a Moon Knight show could be mm-hmm. is better than the Moon Knight show we got. Thanks. Can like I ask you a, a question like a, about that real quick, Menti? Um, yes. Last time I was on the show, you guys mentioned that the show had too much of an emphasis on Egyptian lore, or there was too much Egyptian lore. Is that the correct impression I got from what you were saying? I mean, Egyptian lore plays... It's hilarious. I, I heard from... Uh, my girlfriend works at a place, and there's a kid who reads comics or something like that, and he's a passionate Moon Knight fan or whatever. And he said the criticism of the show was there wasn't enough Egyptian lore in the show. What? <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. I don't run, know who that is. But is there a run of Moon Knight where the Egyptian uh, lore aspect is, like, weighted heavier? The most recent one, that was it, um, oh, whose run was it recently? Where The craziest one. I can't remember. It was uh, the most kid. recent. That's why I'm saying, like, I thought maybe it might the have been a new, recent run or something. It is a recent run. And all, the, the all new, all different run had New York literally being covered in sand with a with a giant okay. uh, pyramid in the middle of, like, Times Square. But all of it turned out to be in his head. It was a very bizarre book, and it played a big role in the show. A lot of what we saw of him in the insane asylum where he wasn't quite sure what was real, what wasn't, that's all based on this all new, all different run. I wish I could remember the writer's name. Uh, and it's a good run. It, it confused the hell out of me. But they sacrificed so much character development for the aspects of mythology that didn't need to be there for a street-level character who punches people. Remember, this isn't a guy who's known for superpowers. Right. Like The Egyptian mythology is just the coding. Honestly, he could just be crazy. He just was potentially killed in, a, in an Egyptian... Uh, in a uh, pyramid. At the, yeah, at yeah, Conjure, yeah. The they made something that was. They made something that was circumstantial, like solid fact. In, in the well, instead of it being Marvel's Batman, it just became the the Egyptian MCU show. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, I get and that. And it's not. I mean, it's good for what it is, but it wouldn't be better than a straight hardcore like Daredevil style Moon Knight show. Like if we got what we got with Daredevil. Netflix's yeah. Daredevil it, with Moon Knight. Moon Knight would have wiped the floor with every Netflix show possible. Yep. Uh, but <clears throat> here, but we got what we got. It was really more about the the was Silver Scarab, uh, um, Scarlet Scarab, Scarlet Scarab. That's right. Yeah. It was more about introducing other characters and expanding Egyptian mythology, like Shang Shang Chi did with Chinese mythology. Yeah. Like Thor does with with Nordic mythology. Yeah, I think like uh, Shang Chi is a really good parallel to that show. Definitely. Yeah, but the problem with Shang Chi, and it's not a problem; for, it's actually good for Shang Chi, is that Shang Chi took a character that has a really bad backstory—not bad, but like re- there's not a lot of meat to it. Like Casual. there wasn't a lot of interesting things you could have done with a Shang Chi solo. And relatively movie. like and racist for the time as well. Not even relatively. Yeah, wildly, it was like, wildly, <laughs> wildly, racist. <laughs> wildly racist. He was he was their rancid to Bruce Lee. Simu Liu, Simu Liu won't sign older books. And it was the reason, because of the racism of the Shang-Chi books, it was the reason it was, wasn't was allowed in China. Oh, okay, um, cool. So, so, um, but, so what they did instead is they really they honed in on Chinese mythology, which worked beautifully for that movie. Mm-hmm. And it was a character that you could make those changes and nobody would care about. And they were like, we'll definitely do it with Moon Knight. Who's going to care? A lot of a us. A lot of us cared. <laughs> yeah, uh, us <laughs> Mincy, was it uh, Jed, Jed McKay? Mackey? Uh, is that it? I don't know. It doesn't sound right, but it could be. All new, all different? 
yeah, if it's the current ongoing Moon Knight run. No, it's not current. Oh, okay, all right, all right. And, uh, yeah. yeah, well, that's my that's my guess, Menti. I think probably this kid that that my girlfriend was working with probably um, just read like a newer run that had more of that Egyptian stuff in it, and that's what 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 his expectation expectations. Were. And the newest run is very much. It, it's um, I don't want to say that it. I don't want to say that the Egyptian influence is is gigantic because it 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 is and it isn't because it's you don't know what's real and what's not in that story. You know what I mean? Right. Like you don't you're not quite sure. Jeff Lemire, that's who did it. It's Jeff Lemire's run. Um, and Jeff Lemire, I mean Jeff Lemire's written everything under the sun. <laughs> that dude's that dude's that dude's sweet tooth. That dude is um, I mean, bunch of DC books. He's done what? He did what did he do? Hawkeye. He did Old Man Logan. He did a bunch of stuff. Um, but I don't know why we're talking about a show that is just does nothing but aggravate us. So let's move into <laughs> the newer shows <laughs> and let's, let's talk it. about a change to a character that I'm having a hard time getting around, mm -hmm. even though the show's pretty good, which is Miss Marvel. Okay, I love that show. I'm. I'm let's excited. talk about that. Let's talk about that. Ryan, tell me your thoughts on this show before I get into mine. Yeah. Well, it, it kind of was solidified with the second, I think it was the second episode where there was almost like, uh, there was, it, it felt like, a, almost like it was just instructional, um, instructional on, on uh, Pakistani culture. Like it had like a lot of like stuff that I wasn't aware of in it, um, which I, heard, I later discovered were directly from panels in the books. So that was pretty neat. Like all the stuff where, um, she's in temple or in the, you know, and they're, they're like, um, that you see that they're, the women are in a separate section than the men and, yep. you know, a lot of stuff like how you have to wash your feet before going in. Like, I thought all of that stuff was incredible, incredibly important to character, uh, building, but also important to informing the, the you know, the fans out there like myself who aren't familiar with Pakistani culture to, to get caught up, you know? And I, and I thought I think all of that is real. That fine detail is really good for the character and good for the show. So that's why I'm loving it. So, but I mean, there's definitely uh, uh, one other thing I was gonna say is there's definitely stuff in, in that show that's not for me, you know, because I'm clearly not a Gen Zer. <laughs> but there's a bunch of like Gen Z marketing stuff in that show, clearly marketed to the younger crowd. That like I'm, it's just going right over my head. <laughs> baby, baby Huey said it best. It's it's the MCU Lizzie McGuire show. Yeah, it's Lizzie. It's Lizzie McGuire for the MCU. It's Carlisle explains yeah, yeah, it all for us. Yeah, yeah. Like, is that Lizzie <laughs> yeah. McGuire like a Disney character or something? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Carlisle explains it all. Oh, thank you. Yeah, now same I'm kind of art. Same yeah. kind of oh, art. The stuff. Same. same yeah. <laughs> yeah, like things popping um, up. So, but how familiar were you with Kamala Khan? prior to the show well i haven't read the books i know who the character is and, and you know like I, I played the avengers game partially so i'm familiar with the character from that and i'm also familiar with her from uh the um, um ultimate alliance game so so what what are your what's your opinion on changing her power set and origin well see i was looking at one question i had was everyone was upset that the origin comes because her origin in the comics comes from Terra Jim Miss. Mm -hmm. And then in this, it comes from the handed down um, gauntlet or bracelet or whatever that she's wearing. And, you know, like I see in the comic panel, she's actually wearing a bracelet like that. So is it 
is that somehow in there, but in quote mixed in with the Terrigen Mist origin or something along those lines? I, or does she just wear those? She wears that on her arm, and it's just decorative in the comics. And then in this, it has a power associated with it. Is I that think it? in the books that that gaunt, that like arm bracelet is literally just a family heirloom. I think that's what it right, is. Right, right, right. So, so it but just it has, has a sentimental to... attachment. That's why it's on her arm. Got it. Right. It has nothing to do with her, her actual power set. Um, so yeah. that that change in a show, um, inventive, I'll say. But I, again, I'm 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 pretty much faring like everybody else is. She's supposed to be inhuman, Terrigen Mist. And if you're gonna, and if if you haven't seen Multiverse of Madness yet, then I'm sorry, but spoiler, we have Black which, by the Bolt way, comes out today. Appearing. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You can okay. go watch that right now. Pause it. Go watch the movie. It's on Disney Plus right now because this is Wednesday and it's available Wednesday. Go watch it. All right, now that you've watched it, go ahead, Features. All right. <laughs> so uh, now that you've seen Multiverse of Madness, you've seen Black Bolt in the MCU now, which means at, there are Inhumans somewhere around. We don't know where, but they're there. So we should have so got to tear the I'm telling my... This is no, no, not necessarily because there's no in there's they're in the multiverse, but they're not in the actual 616 MCU universe. Um, and you can still argue mm -hmm. that the bracelet is Cree technology mm. and that the Terrigen mists and the inhumans come from Cree experiments, right? Still, existing. you could argue that 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 band and her being able to kind of use her comic stretchy powers. Is, is foreshadowing when she does get the Terrigen Mist. Like, there is a way that you could say she's inhuman with powers similar to what she has without ever bringing in the Terrigen Mist and then doing that later. Like, what if in the what if in the Marvel's movie, mm -hmm. right, that she's going to star in with Monica Rambeau, what if they end up back on the Kree home planet, right? Mm -hmm. She gets She's the first person to get hit with the Terrigen Mist and all of a sudden has actual stretchy powers, just like the bands kind of gave her the Green Lantern-esque stretchy powers. Mm. Matty, that's exactly what they did with Quake in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She had powers, and then suddenly they figured out the reason why she had powers, and they introduced it as Terrigen Mist. It was later on. It was definitely so later you on. She already had powers. You can still make her Terrigen Mist. I just don't... I, it feels so shoehorned. I'm sick of making other characters... I don't want to say worse, because she's not worse. She very much feels like Kamala Khan. Character-wise, they nailed her. Kamala Khan, this feels very, very much like Kamala Khan. The actress is Agreed. doing a great job. Agreed. But... To change the character for Carol Danvers' sake is annoying. Yeah. Just trying to shoehorn her into the Captain Marvel 2 movie bothers me. You just wanted to give her cosmic power so she feels like she fits in with Monica Rambeau and with Carol Danvers. Now she fits in. She doesn't if she's just stretchy, right? You know, she's not flying around and she's not getting into cosmic things if she's, you know, in biggins. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I get that, but at the same time, it's like Car Kamala is is a cooler character than than Carol is. Big facts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Super big facts. So Miss Marvel, Miss this Miss Marvel, I think is cooler than Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. So I don't like you changing who she is, especially how important she became to so many people, to appease. Once again, Captain Marvel. They did it with Monica Rambeau. They changed Monica Rambeau's character to make her this little girl who's looking up to Carol Danvers, even though she predates Carol Danvers. And now you've got the character who was inspired by, but completely different, 
a very unique take on some uh, on uh, on uh, well, we'll say the Gen Z kind of coming of age story, but with the stretchy powers, with the embiggen powers, and how she was able to deal with that. Remember in the, in the when she first comes out of the cocoon, she looks like Carol Danvers because she can shape shift and doesn't realize how she could do it, and then her right. understanding how her powers work. All of that just feels like it was thrown out the window to have one more time somebody be subservient to Carol Danvers. It's like, why are we making the worst written character <laughs> the the pinnacle when you have two great characters that you're making un- you're putting underneath her? Right. Well, from what you're telling me, it seems like they ha- they would have had to cast Brie Larson in the show if she came out looking Brie like. Oh, we, she's definitely going to show, show up in the show. hundred oh, percent, she makes a cameo. Yeah, she uh, makes okay. cameo at the end why of the show. Why wouldn't she? Hundred percent, she does. Because this this leads right into Marvels. This leads right into Captain Marvel too. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is this uh, if she, or Monica shows up, one of the two of them shows up. But I think it's going to be Carol Danvers because Carol, they've already said how big, how important Carol is to her. Like she's going to be a post credit scene kind of tease like we were apparently going to get with Doctor Strange and WandaVision. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, fun. I don't even think uh, Kamala would know uh, Monica Rambo's version of, of Captain no. Marvel. So, yeah, I, I, it would have to be Carol. It'd be nice if both show up, but it would be it would definitely be Carol. And again, it's not a bad show. It, yeah, it's not, it really isn't. It's a good show. It's not. It's definitely not for me. Yeah, it's definitely not for me. It's you're gonna you're gonna finish it, right? Of course. Uh, I, as I've said on this show before, I do a comic book podcast. So to not have an opinion on a comic book show feels like I'd be letting everyone down. <laughs> so if I didn't have this show, I wouldn't watch this. But because I, I want to be informed for anybody who decides to hit play on this, I'm going <laughs> to suffer. And suffer is not a best word because it's not. It, there's nothing to suffer. It really isn't a bad show. It's just very much like Moon Knight where you're watching. You're but just he's like, like oh, this man. is insufferable. <laughs> it's not. It isn't insufferable. It's just it's just annoying. Like these small changes. I don't know what Kevin Feige's doing because the thing that made Kevin Feige so great is that he was a fan who took it serious. Yeah. Now he's a fan who it almost like the last 10 years have gone to his head a little bit. So he feels like he can start making changes that he I don't think early Kevin Feige would make the changes he's making now. Or he's outsourcing changes. No, I don't think it's outsourced. Could be. He's he's too he's too heavily involved with long form storytelling. They're his decisions. Okay. Like changing Captain Marvel or changing Miss Marvel was 100% his decision. And they keep saying that it, like, the rumor is it's because of Reed Richards, but I don't believe that's true. I just, yeah. I think they just wanted to make her. She stretched in the Marvel. show. Like, there was a little stretching happening. Yeah, no, that was all. She was Green Lantern. Yeah. She was Green Lantern. That was she was very she stretched much like, like Green Lantern. Lan- like yeah. Green Lantern Solid stretches. Light they just, construct. Yeah, hard light. It's yeah. literally the same kind of verbiage they use for Green Lantern. Yeah. They just made her Green Lantern. They made her purple Green Lantern. She's purple lantern. Purple, <laughs> purple lantern. lantern. She's bracelet lantern. There is That's a purple is. lantern, isn't there? Uh, um, uh, there's indigo. Yeah, yeah. The indigo, indigo tribe. The compassion lanterns. Compassion. The ones, the the ones, the word bubbles that you can never read because they they speak a language that nobody understands. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, I give Miss Marvel gets a strong. I'll give it a seven point five, even eight. Like I'll give it a strong. I mean, I'll give it an eight. Why not? I'll give, I'll give it, it a solid eight. eight. It's it's worth of eight. It's a good show. Yeah. It's you know, it's just not. It's not for me. It's not for me. And I and I these these changes are slowly starting to bug me. They're somewhat because they're not as small changes like they used to be. Like Civil War is Civil War in name only, but it fits so well right. that it still fits Civil War. Moon Knight didn't 
isn't Moon Knight. Moon Knight was Spawn. Yeah. Miss Marvel is Green Lantern. Like these aren't the characters that they are in the books. They are a new version of the characters. Regardless on how well the actress nailed Kamala. Like she is she She's she feels exactly like her. what Kamala should be. Right. Yeah, I think she's do- doing a terrific job. I'm uh, incredibly impressed with her stuff. It's good. And also her in interviews. You know, like when she's talking about the character, her enthusiasm for the character is is, is amazing. She's incredible. Yeah, so. uh, she's electric on that screen. I was just going to say outside of it, she reminds me of Millie Bobby Brown's enthusiasm for Stranger Things. So. Well, I'll tell you what. Look at that little segue. I wasn't going to talk about this, but since it's <laughs> such a good segue, let's talk Star Wars, and let's talk for just a quick second, since you gave me the segue. Yeah. Millie Bobby Brown is apparently in talks to her a big Star Wars role in a future project. Oh, what wow. What role could that be, Features? Well, we've, we've danced her. We've talked about her actually playing Leia because there was such a good deep fake with her uh, uh, as Princess Leia, and was, you couldn't tell the difference. Between her and, and Carrie Fisher, you've never seen Cara, the the Carrie Fisher side by side with Millie Bobby Brown's face put over top of it. I, it's I scary, yeah. how close they look like each other. It's like Sebastian Stan and Mark uh, Mark, uh, Hamill. Mark Hamill all over again. She looks so much like a young Leia. It's not even funny, huh? So, if, is that true? God only knows, but. The fact that that's a potential possibility, especially with how Obi-Wan's shaping up with Leia's, how important Leia's story is, I would actually mm-hmm. take a young Leia Organa sto- story to tell us how good she is or she was on Alderaan. Like, I love the story of her becoming the princess who's also the general on Alderaan. Yeah. yeah. I'll take that story all day. Yeah, I didn't even hear that rumor. That's cool. I, I haven't seen that uh the the deep fake is that what they did like deep fake technology or something? I'm gonna see if I can find the photo. Um, but let's uh, let's talk about let's talk about uh, Obi Wan. I mean, I feel like I that's mean, the best thing for us to come to talk about at this point. Yeah, we're here. We're what here. do we? Uh... Well, what's round robin? Um, Rye, we start with you. Sure. Um, what were your thoughts yeah, on so, this last episode? Uh, we're we're just talking about the latest episode, right? Or the yes. series overall? Just um, latest episode. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, yeah, you haven't been on it, so you could talk about the whole series if you want. Uh, o- like, overall, we're going to talk about the last episode, but yeah, the f- first four episodes, because um, the last episode was the fifth, right? Yes, fifth episode, I think. Um, first four episodes were, yes. were yeah, much stronger for me. Um, I, I I didn't come up with this on my own, but I watched like a video after uh, watching a bunch of the episodes, and I thought it was really neat that it seems like they they're paralleling the structure or little things about each episode, like they're pointing like episode one of the show pointed to episode one of the, um, uh, you know, like the third episode was the episode where somebody got burnt, <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is just like episode three, you know? So I think it's, it's pretty neat that they're, they seem to be doing like a parallel, um, between the, the original star Wars movies, one, two, three, four, five, six. So we'll see what happens in six. You know, I want to see if that's like return of well, the it Jedi. Makes sense. I want to see if an Ewoks I mean, is going look, to show up. <laughs> did Did you ever Did you ever look at the parallels to all of the Clone War or not Clone Wars? All of the prequel villains on how they all, um, they all foreshadow Anakin's turn. Each of no, his villains foreshadow a different ass. So Grievous is him turning into a robot. 
Oh, Dooku wow. is him leaving the Jedi Order, uh, and Maul is Maul is him being filled with rage and hatred. Well, wow, so that's each really villain good. is an aspect of how Vader Anakin becomes Vader. Yeah, so we're 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 familiar with the creators of Star Wars doing this, and I see that they're doing that in this, and I think it's really good. Um, originally, when the when I first learned that it was going to be a story about Princess Leia, I was just like, uh, well, this has like a lot of plot armor. <laughs> I was just like. One one aspect that has a huge amount of plot armor is we know for a fact that Luke, even though they teased him in the original trailer, is never going to be in the show because Luke says when you're in episode four, he says, but that old man, Ben, who's never around, who's out in the middle of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like he vaguely. <laughs> well, he has knows. to he has to know about Ben. Well, you know, he, he has yeah. to meet Ben. He has to meet Ben. So he might be in the show for a little bit, but like he doesn't it does it. I did not get the impression from episode four that Luke knew him well or that like oh, they, no, they no. got involved in something. You but know there's I mean? going to be this this race of Obi-Wan and Reva trying to get to Luke. Yeah, probably. And then, and then he might he might kill Reva right before get and then Luke all of a sudden comes out like, who the hell are you? Oh, I'm Ben. And that's it. Right, 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 right. Here, here's that toy I didn't. I tried to give you. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, know what yeah, I mean, like something like that. Yeah. So that's what it's. Le- it's a, it's a six episode show. So our next episode is the last. Who knows? Episode. Oh, we Who don't knows? know. We don't know. Well, we do know it was originally a miniseries, supposed to be six episodes. But in Star Wars, I mean, there's been rumor of a season two because of, uh, regardless on what YouTubers will tell you online that this show is a disaster and no, it's just bombing and everybody hates it. Apparently, it's doing so well, it's getting a season two. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the viewership jump because of this show is so big that they're gonna do a season two. I don't, I don't hate it. I just think that some aspects of it are were incredibly predictable. Like I did, well, only because I've watched like Let's it's be a fair, plot Star Wars. Armor. In the, general, the whole but... show is just there's tons of plot armor. You know what I mean? It's like. I knew that when, um, and if people out there aren't familiar with what I, mean, what I mean by plot armor, plot armor is where you know for a fact a character is not going to die because the character shows up in a sub. This is oh, a prequel, and the character buddy, shows you don't up. Need to, yeah, you don't need to explain so, plot armor to Batman fans. Okay, everyone, <laughs> so everyone who's a fan of Batman knows about plot armor. <laughs> yeah, so like I, I knew when she killed the Grand Inquisitor that he dies in Rebels. You know what I mean? Like so, like I knew he was already. Somebody well, that's going to come back. Spoiler alert for Rebels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert for Rebels. Um, it's already been out for six years. You can go watch it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I like the show. I like the show. Um, I'm not as enthusiastic to watch the show every week as I am Miss um, Marvel, you know, if I'm comparing oh, two things I'm watching. This show blows I don't know, man. Out of water oh, you me. like it a lot this better. Is what, this oh, is what I'm one wins out over Miss Marvel. I'm sorry. I still so I still want to watch them both, but like I'm more excited to continue with Marvel properties than I but am. But I, I mean you're not a bit you're more of a Marvel fan than a Star Wars fan. I don't know. I I, I couldn't you say that anymore after I've watched yes. everything chronologically? <laughs> yes. Uh, and I'm also Just because you watch them doesn't mean that you like them. I'm also listening to all the high re- the all the High Republic books right now. <laughs> like I'm kind of a I'm not a comic reader though. I haven't read any of the comics, so you got me. Got me there. You know all that stuff. You should read, but you should you should stop reading the High Republic stuff and read Brotherhood, which is the that's what, I, that's what I'm reading right now. What's Brotherhood again? Fifteen. It's the story of Anakin and Obi Wan in between Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith. Oh wow! So you learn a lot about the internal monologue of like I I've learned so much about Anakin because of this book, 
and why Anakin acts the way he does, which is Wait, actually between Clone Wars this. and Revenge of the Sith, like yes. Well, you you mean during Clone Wars? Because Clone Wars ends during like Revenge the of the book, Sith. The book opens with him becoming a Jedi Knight and Obi Wan becoming a part of the 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 Council. He becomes a master. So the book opens with him being promoted from Padawan to Jedi Knight because of killing Dooku, or no, because of uh, fighting Dooku. Oh, so he lost so, his arm. So, so like, so, it, no, so that we're talking about be, his arm. It would be pre- saying, I don't know how to use this. No, I'm saying, it, would it be pre Clone Wars then? Be pre Clone Wars? No, no. It would be. It would be. It would be the start. Essentially, the start of Clone Wars almost. Okay, got it. So it's Episode Two in Clone Wars. In between there, got it. Cool. It's probably right. even before that. Yeah, Wait, maybe. no, because in Clone Wars, he didn't lose his hand yet. Did he lose his hand in Clone Wars? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I believe he starts, because he loses his hand at the end of 2, and in, in yes. Clone Wars starts after 2. So throughout the entire right. Clone Wars series, he must not have a hand. So, and so this plays a, this, this talks a whole lot about, like, his relationship with Padme, for example. Like, the, how, how they actually had a relationship is, is a unique aspect of this book. One way you can tell... Uh, is Ahsoka Tano in it at all? In oh no, Ahsoka's not in it. Somewhere. Right, so it's definitely pre all that because he meets her during Clone Wars. Got it. all right. Anyway, continue. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> yeah, that you should that you should read that book. It's probably more valuable than your High Republic books are. I'm on it. It's definitely not the High Republic books are not connected to anything, and that's why it's refreshing. <laughs> I also hear they're not very good. <laughs> I've been heard oh, really, no, I really say do many enjoy good things about the High Republic books. Really, I really enjoy mm-hmm. them. That's funny. Okay. Yeah, Moving I'm on. more interested. Like, there's a Quinlan Voss book out um, with uh, with Ventress that stars the two of them. Yeah, it's interesting. I heard there's, about there's that. There's a Dooku yeah. book that I'm interested in. Yeah, the fall of Dooku, like why Dooku left the Jedi Order and and the influence of Qui Gon. He mentions Quinlan in the show. You know that. Oh yeah, right? that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm watching you know it too, you my know. friend. <laughs> I heard it and I was like, oh, look at that. <laughs> Where, did you what movies what movie is Quinlan Voss in? He's in the Clone Wars TV show. No, no, what movie's he in? Was he in two in that big battle nope. at the end? I have no idea. Nope. Couldn't tell he you. He shows up he shows up in the pod racer scene or before the pod racer scene in uh in Phantom Menace. Oh really? He's a background he's a background character that they just were like, let's yeah, make him, so let's does make that, him something more important. So does that assassin woman that hung out with Boba Fett for a while, whatever her name is. I forgot her name. Oh, from two? Oh no, th- she's an assassin from Clone Wars that in a couple a, a whole arc of Clone Wars episodes. Uh, she, oh, with she's the in, ponytail? Yeah, she's in Boba's uh, le- gang. Th- the the leader of Boba's gang. Yeah, yeah she she shows up in that pod racing scene. You you can see her. I I didn't know that. That's cool. Oh, we yeah. we talking about uh... um. All right, so get back into the thing that that we that we started on and just somehow deviated for for about fifteen minutes. The probably best lightsaber fight in Star Wars. Hey, you... I'm willing to say that. Yeah, it happened in this episode. Wow, the best. Tell me one that's better. In all the movies, you're saying. In no, all of saying, Star Wars, he's saying all of Star Wars. All of Star Wars. Like there's some good ones. Don't get me wrong, but th- I've never seen one more creative and more interesting than the Rava Vader fight. Okay, you know what? Going off, going off of those 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 specifications, I'll 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 agree, I'll agree with you. There. Have you ever seen someone best somebody in a lightsaber fight without ever using their lightsaber? 
No. No. <laughs> I can see And not going. only did he best somebody using their own lightsaber, he then gave it back to him. Yeah. It was the most yeah, cocky thing I've ever seen Vader do. He like uh, she would have she could have died any moment and he was like, "I just want you to know how ill-equipped you are." <laughs> and the funniest part is you look back to his fight with Obi-Wan and how clunky he was. Like he was just swinging wildly. Yeah. That's that rage in a suit that he doesn't quite know how to control, right? But then when all of a sudden the lightsaber goes away and he's just using the force, he starts whooping the piss out of people. Yeah. Like if he would have done that to Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan would not have lasted very long. At all. At all. That's this that's my only qualm with this show. Is is excited as for it as I am. My biggest issue is that Vader does not feel like Vader. Vader feels way too methodical and not enough just pure anger. Because this dude is the most emotional emotional baby in the universe. <laughs> you, He's a toddler. You don't think the 10 years gave him some time to mature? No. <laughs> no? No. If, any, if anything, it made it worse for him. Because okay, so let's, let's think about isolated. what happened. No, what but, happened to him in those ten years? Not even. Let's talk about those ten years for him. Yeah, but well, that wasn't. These weren't like an easy ten years. This was a dude who's in constant pain all the time and blames Obi Wan, who also blames Obi Wan for the death of his wife, who all he did wanted to do. The whole reason he is in the situation that he's in was trying to save her life. So now, because of Obi Wan, she's dead and he's in a robotic tomb that he can barely control. In constant pain. Also, while having a guy who was supposed to be his mentor is now trying to find his replacement. So his whole job is to try and make sure that he is not taken out by his lead, by his boss. Boss, yeah. Yeah, so he's, he's been in And then all of a sudden finds out that Obi-Wan exists, that Obi-Wan is around. We know where Obi-Wan is. And he just starts playing weird head games. Like, I feel like the Vader I'm thinking, especially that young Anakin, because we're not talking composed Vader from the, the original trilogy. Right. We're talking, we're not even, we're, we're talking. Fresh off of Clone Rogue Wars. Rogue One Vader, but even before that. Like, think of Rogue One Vader. Yeah. yeah. We didn't see bot. that Rogue One Vader. Like, that Rogue One Vader wasn't there. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have that. Uh, one thing that observed we might see by the end of this episode, he doesn't, uh, or the end of this show, he doesn't have that scar that old Vader had when they take his helmet off at the mm. end of uh, Return Point. of the Jedi. That scar oh, is missing. Yeah. So he's gonna get that. That scar could mean he, you know, the one you're talking about has mental issues <laughs> from getting whatever happens to him, and maybe it happens well, at the we, end of the show. We know he has to get trounced one more time. Like, we know Vader's got to get put in his place once because otherwise he's not the learner that became the master. He has to lose one more time. Yeah. In order for, for a new hope to make sense, he has to lose one more fight. And well, remember, he lost to, he loses at the end of Rebels, too. He lost to, to Ahsoka, Obi-Wan? Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, but that's not it, what we're talking about. No, I know that's we're talking about when he sees when he sees Obi Wan. He says the last time we used the I oh was between the them apprentice. you're saying yeah. between them in, yes in a new hope. Okay, so it. he has to fight Obi Wan one more time. And uh, he didn't lose to Ahsoka. She ran away. <laughs> First off, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's get she, your facts after, straight. After she, she got messed him up <laughs> because uh, you don't th- you truly tell me that you think Ahsoka could stand toe to toe to to Vader. She held her own. She did all right. She got pulled <laughs> into a time portal. <laughs> she escaped by traveling through time. It was clever. 
She she got she got a good hit on him. That's cool. Best you believe. A, she broke the mask, she, bro. It was amazing. She did break the mask, and I and and I believe Ahsoka could pull that off, but I do not think Ahsoka could take Anakin. Yeah, you know, I don't think, I don't she, think she wins. In the end. No. No, because, win. again, we're talking, that's lightsaber fighting Anakin. What we've learned with Reva is that the dec- the moment he decides to not pop the lightsaber, you're dead. Yeah, this is worse. It's worse if he doesn't. The moment the lightsaber, you should be happy when the lightsaber comes out. Because when the lightsaber doesn't come out, he just moves you around. Yeah. She was a puppet. That whole fight, she was a puppet. Yeah. He would wave his hand, her hand would go where his hand waved. Yeah, it's interesting, it was- the lightsaber must represent some kind of control for him. Well, he doesn't have control of his body. So part of the Brotherhood book talks about how there's there's a delay when he tells his hand to move where his hand won't move. So he doesn't know how to control this, the cybernetics that he's connected to. Yeah. So he doesn't know how to use that suit. That's also why he fights one-handed. It's why his fighting style changes so dramatically when, once he's Vader because he doesn't know how to use the suit to hold the... That's why he just, like... Think about when he's fighting Obi-Wan in the third episode, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Third episode? Yeah. Yep. When, when he's just beating him with the lightsaber and he's just... And uh, Obi-Wan is just barely blocking it yeah. and he's just slamming down like it's a sledgehammer. That's because that's all he has is strength. He doesn't have the agility he once did. Uh-huh. Yeah, I felt like... Because he can barely lift his arms. I mean, he's a robot. Yeah, and I felt like that was the rage but, part that we've seen. You, you, right, exactly. But if he just decides to not use the lightsaber, you are so screwed. Yeah, I, I feel like when you hit the lightsabers out, you got a chance. Not a big chance. Yeah, and you know how you we know he's screwed? <laughs> because he star killered the escape pod and pulled that bitch right back to the planet <laughs> and then ripped the hole out. He did. Like it was nothing. It was that buttered was incredible. In. That part was awesome. But, Imagine that's a human. Yeah, you could do that if you wanted to. To a to a human, like their whole, like they'd just be two pieces. Has he ever done that? Like rip somebody's skin off or something in the comics? I don't know about ripping somebody's skin off, but he's like I my one of my all time favorites is Vader down when he blew up like twenty seven X wings with just the thought. <laughs> like they were all coming after him, and he just puts his hand out, and they all blow up, and it's like, well, there's Vader. <laughs> oh wow! Like let's cool. let's. And if this is leading to bringing Starkiller in with all of the references to Starkiller throughout this last episode, mm-hmm. I mean, to have Starkiller brought back into the fold, having Vader's apprentice versus Ahsoka would be incredible. If you brought, so if anybody doesn't know who Starkiller is, don't. that's from the. I don't. You don't know who that is? No, I that's know that from, that was the original name of Luke Skywalker. Oh, well, he's from the Force Unleashed. Yeah. Was it originally yeah, he was he was going to be called Luke Starkiller? That was his original. Well, the, let's let's not even talk about the originals. The original story was trash. <laughs> it was, the original story, Anakin is different than Luke, and Vader is not Anakin, and it's all politics, and it's terrible. They made a comic book of it, and it's got awful. Actually, the the character from Rebels that looks like a giant bat uh-huh. is the original design for Chewbacca. Oh, <laughs> wow! <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, yeah, and back then Han Solo was a green lizard man. What? But that. That yeah, that that is a terrible story. The original Star Wars is not very good. That's why once it became a family drama about Vader and his kids and all that, was way better than think. Okay, think of back to like what are the worst parts of the prequels, right? The worst part of the prequels, trade route negotiations, right? Yeah, all right? the politics, Senate, Senate meetings, all of that nonsense was what the original story was. Oh yeah, I'm glad so we got we dodged a bullet. I have it. I have it in my collection. I'll I'll, I'll put it in the show post or something if you guys ever want to take a look at it. It's uh, it's not very good. Um, but the Star Killer is in the Force Unleashed games was Vader's apprentice. Wasn't he a clone? So of Vader, Vader had a seek. He had a 
Well, he had a. I don't know if he's a clone of Vader. He's a clone of himself. I know he dies and then comes back in the second game. Okay. As a clone, um, uh, he could be a clone of Vader. It's possible. I mean, hell, everybody's a clone now. Look at, Paul, look at Palpatine. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but if you end this with Star Killer versus Ahsoka with the double with two lightsabers versus two lightsabers, the white and the blue. That's another thing I love about Star Killer with the blue lightsabers. Um, but yeah, that scene. Okay, so the scene where Obi Wan takes out the guards and just like turns his lightsaber on, you could see him. He takes out the guards, turns the lightsaber off. You can't find him. Yeah, that's a almost shot for shot what Star Killer did in the Force Unleashed, as well as in the Force Unleashed Two. He pulls a Star Destroyer out of the sky. I think I've so he just pulls it out of space onto the planet, which is very reminiscent of how Vader pulled the transport down. So there's just these weird subtle nods to a game that people question whether or not it was canon in the first place. Mm. Seems like it might be. So who knows? But, I mean, it could be grasping at straws, but I'll tell you what, Starkiller would be the ultimate villain for Ahsoka. That would be such, the apprentices going at it would be amazing. I'd like to see that. So, but all around, the show's great, except for one issue with Vader. I'm very excited for more. I hope this gets a second season. Um, and I, I look, I think Rave's twist could be better, but it's still good. It's still like, this is way better than the prequels. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. let's, let's put things in perspective, folks. There's always, <laughs> there always, there's always something bad you're watching in the Star Wars universe or something average in the Star Wars that can be compared to something worse in the Star Wars universe. That's always something well, the, worse. The, here's, here's, I think, the testament of a... Uh, and I, don't, I hate saying a true fan because there's no such thing as a true fan. Like, if you like something, you're a fan. Mm -hmm. But those long-formed fans, we'll say, understand the long-form story of Star Wars, which allows people to forgive the the... The, the not as good additions to the to the franchise. So when things like, for example, I hated the prequels and I still don't really like the prequels. But the more I learn about Count Dooku and Qui Gon and the and the 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 relationship of Obi Wan and Anakin through brotherhood and and why Hayden Christensen made the decisions he did and what George Lucas's original thoughts were, the more I understand that stuff, the more I appreciate the prequel story. I don't appreciate the way they were done. I still think they're not that great, and I think they were their the execution was pretty piss poor. But the story itself is great. Like the downfall of the Jedi, the hubris of the Jedi, mm -hmm. all of that stuff is great. Like I love the book opens with he him turn. The book opens with him uh, becoming a Jedi Knight and not being at the Jedi Temple because they're not allowed to be because there's there's too much going on. So the training of the younglings and stuff are just happening on a ship. And his ceremony isn't really a ceremony. They're just like congratulations. And he's like, I've I, I've been a, a general more than I've ever been a Jedi. I signed up to be a Jedi, and here I am still a general. And Ahsoka goes through the same thing. It's a thing that messes with Ahsoka so much, and part of the reason why she walks away from the Jedi Order is that she's like, guys, I signed up to be a Jedi, not a general. It's the reason yeah. Dooku leaves the Jedi Order because of their, their hypocrisy to connecting to, the, the, to being so prominent in a war as peacekeepers. Right. It's part of the reason that makes him fall and, and leave. Yeah. So... All right, let's talk about the boys, because uh, you're going to have to fill me in on the last episode. I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. I didn't. It wasn't I mean, bad. I just. 
they are laying like they're laying crazy heavily into a parallel to the Trump presidency. <laughs> yeah, and they're doing it really effectively. Um, th- this time around, they they introduced Blue Hawk, who mm-hmm. is a you know a, f- a pretty evidently racist uh, um, analogy to like cops. That's yeah, what he, that's was, what he is. I was gonna He's, say Blue Hawk is definitely that that analogy for for cops. That's that's the whole. George Floyd protests right there. Like the yeah, I mean, he started it. like he started like mouthing off. Uh, he was saying uh, soups, all soups matter, or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, all soups matter. Like and yeah, he, before he, he said, went nuts. He said soups lives matter. Soups uh, lives that matter. That's what he was saying. Yeah. And the whole the whole purpose for him to even be where he was at was that because uh, A Train's going through this whole identity crisis, and he's like, ah, oh, I want to. You know, I want to show the hood that I care. Blah, blah, blah. And he's wearing this ridiculous Kooji colored tracksuit. <laughs> it's terrible. It's a terrible outfit. <laughs> it's, just, it's just an asshole. Oh my god. And uh, he he sets up this surprise meeting with uh, Jayhawk uh, to to have him Blue make, Hawk. Blue, Blue Hawk. Hawk. Sorry, yeah, Blue Hawk to a, 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 to give a public apology. In the neighborhood, and it ends up going left. Like like Rye said, he, he starts saying, "Oh, soups lives matter," and they're like, "Well, what do you watch? You did this," and he was he was pretty much being a jerk because he was reading off a paper and just like, "Yeah," because you know, I care really deeply. Well, no, about he community. started reading off the paper and then he went off script. <laughs> he went off script and started just talking with his own feelings. Yeah, and his feelings very much parallel. Like he just sounded like all of the police who you, you've heard, you know, in all of these, te- you know public press conferences that they've had over the years in response to um, somebody, you know, excessive violence, you know. He's an allegory for a corrupt, obsessive cop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So we had that going on, and then in the episode you also had uh, Homelander, we're realizing, you know, has taken on more than he can chew, but he bit off more than he can chew because he doesn't realize he doesn't know how to run a company. (laughs) So it's like now he's the head of Vaught, and it's like – you know, they start in a board meeting. He told somebody who asked him a legitimate question about the business and running it. You know, <laughs> that he was like, "Can you please leave?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, that poor woman who asked him about. So the, you didn't yeah, see that part. It was you about, didn't see that part. Oh, I yeah. saw the whole thing. I just kept nodding off and on. I, I, I the older I get, the more I got to remember that eleven o'clock is no longer an acceptable time for me to be watching stuff <laughs> while at home. The the most <laughs> if interesting, I'm at home. That's a guarantee. Nah. Honestly, for me, the most interesting thing that's like playing out right now is the big superpower beep down that's about ready to happen between two people, which is the Homelander versus uh, the the super the soldier, soldier boy. His name is Soldier Boy. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, that's not the that's not the one we want. No, well, it's it, going to happen though. I, I mean, the one that's going to happen is Butcher, but the, like I Butcher's wanna, the yeah. one you want. I don't, yeah, I don't but, think that's going to happen. Him versus Butcher, at least not that way. I don't think Butcher? we're going to see him versus Butcher in this season. No, I, it, w- it won't. If, it won't just be him and Butcher. It'll be him, Butcher, and Soldier Boy. Right. If you, what's the rule in filmmaking that if you show a knife or you show a gun, they got to use it. So let's look at all of the posters and advertisement for this show, mm-hmm. for this season. What What is the advertisement for this season? I um, haven't seen it at all. The temp- <laughs> Butcher and Homelander shooting lasers at each other. Right. Temporary. Oh, okay. Game. So that's going to happen. You uh, cannot make that the art marketing and not give us a fight. It'd be like Obi-Wan not meeting Vader. Okay. Okay. I didn't know the marketing. I didn't see that at all. So that's what you see on the poster currently right now. Okay. Yeah. So that's probably going to happen. 
And to be fair, that's not like the the drug that they're on in season three is available in the first comic. So this is a standard part of the boys that I actually like that they pushed off in the comics because I do think it makes the movie, the show more interesting. Because mm-hmm. the comics, they have this ability right away. They work for the CIA and they have this pill that uh, allows them to go toe to toe with soups whenever they need to. Oh, so I oh, think this okay. is, this is a much more interesting way to go about it. Introduce it later on after like all the tragedies and and how far Homelander's become. Like I love Homelander's speech when he's talking about release the video. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just release it, dude. Release uh, well, it. Just release how it. about how about the one when <laughs> when they all walk into the boardroom and they all have taco bowls, <laughs> just like Trump. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think he's like, we have the best taco bowls in trump in, in see i said trump in Vaughn in tower, tower. Yeah, that's was, was the most amazing line i was like oh shit man they're doing it man they really are just kind of like sending up well i mean that, to be but, fair that show is satire on everything i mean yeah yeah on everything political yeah. it's like on on every aspect of of popular culture or just culture american culture in general that show pokes fun at yeah, I mean, it, it basically, it's a commentary on what would happen if superheroes got all of the power, right? And and what really would happen if people were powered, people existed. But, like, it, it's also a send-up of what, like, American culture would be with powered people. Like, you See, know, based, based on what, what a, it is right now. There's well, a book called Steelheart that I think is a better representation on what the world would be like if people had superpowers, which is where we would have massive dictators who've just taken over the world. There's Homelander would not be caring about Vought camera, Vought ratings. Yeah, Homelander's that man, a baby. That man would have taken over. Yeah, he would have taken over the United States almost immediately. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. Immediately. Yeah. I think they're like, emphasizing no... that he has serious things holding him back from doing that. Well, sure, and it, and, it, and it makes for a more interesting show, but let's be honest. Let's really be honest with ourselves. Yeah. Do you truly think Homelander wouldn't have just taken over the United States first season? Oh, an, un, an probably, unhinged probably Homelander? Not. Yes, definitely. Like, that vision he had of just letting his laser eyes out and just mowing down the crowd? Yeah. Honestly, the way he talked about it, he goes, when he was like, release the video, and the first thing I'll do is I'll go after your infrastructure, then I'll go after your leaders, and then I'll just wipe out New York for the hell of it. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't like, he that's say that? A hundred percent. What would go on? Like so, <laughs> and he has no real opposition. So that's the show, that, the I mean, show that's, definitely has restraint. <laughs> it, it's it's only restraint. Although in let's some be areas. fair, I'm getting tired of seeing the Homelander versus Superman fight. Oh, Homelander doesn't stand a chance against Superman. Not nowhere close to standing a chance of fighting Superman. You can beat Homelander physically. How many times has Superman been beaten physically without kryptonite? Once. Or right. even magic, but maybe, maybe twice. But even even other even the other times yeah, he was physically I, yeah. beaten, he might have had even but it was just some He's stipulation, he might have lost his powers. But it's not yeah. there's no it's not happening. Home Homelander's getting wrecked <laughs> real quick. Yeah. <laughs> real, real fast. Um But yeah, it's still it's still one of the best comic book shows ever made. Hundred percent still one of the best to upper echelon top 10 show comic shows ever made for sure yeah and I, it's I, really good i gotta give them props or well, amazon really for being as trying to be as close to the the the, the books themselves as they are and, and being that graphic because you this definitely would not air on regular tv <laughs> so 
All right. Well, we are well over our uh, how long this show is supposed to be, and we still got video games to talk about. So, I mean, for, if you, so you could in, Matt Damon the video games if you want. I mean, you can boot me. Uh, I'm fine. Seeing that. that we already talked about him in the beginning of the show, and we learned if you're gonna show a gun, you got to use a gun. <laughs> okay, let's do <laughs> it. We, let's we, do it. So let let me get mine out of the way, and then Rye, you close out the show. So <laughs> mine's real fast. In July, uh, The Walking Dead partnered with uh, uh, Meta. Facebook Gaming and Facebook Watch to create what's called a Mile event, which is a massive interactive, uh, massive interactive live event. That's what Mile stands for. So it's part video game, part show. Uh, there is a trailer. It's in the show post if you want to take a look at it. Uh, it looks very much like Clementine and the Telltale games, mm. uh, but you are supposed to have control with the audience over the main characters of the show now what that means i'm not quite sure but apparently in the settlement that they are you will be able to dictate what happens to all of the characters so the show is literally being created by the audience as it happens so i think it's july 11th i think is when the show's coming out i'm not sure i could be wrong on that but uh point being is it's a really cool concept uh it's also in winter so it's going to be uh, the comics, if you're familiar with the comics, you might remember that there's a bunch of winter-esque stories. Showed not, not as much, but the um, winter zombies are pretty creepy. <laughs> so it's kind of, uh, kind of a cool time frame to, to, to make it. When is the actual date? Is it July 11th? I'm pretty sure it's July 11th. Uh, just says sometime in the summer. I'm, sure, I'm pr pretty sure it's that week of July. Um, but yeah, it's pretty exciting. I'm down. I'm, I'll definitely be there watching it. Uh, and with that, I'm going to just, uh, I'm going to leave and let Rye finish the show. Well, the first thing, <laughs> I, just, I, I don't just have kidding. much to talk about other than like dates and opinions. Um, but you, you got June 28th, you have the Mighty Thor being released into uh, the Avengers game. So if you play that on either PS4 or Xbox, you're, I believe you're going to get that character on Do you both. still play? What'd you say? Do you still play? Uh, it's still installed, um, but I haven't I haven't opened it in a while. Um, I, 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 I I never finished the stories. I still have to finish the stories. I heard the ba that's Black the Panther only good story. part. I heard the Black Panther story is pretty good. They're all good. they're all good. All yeah. the story modes are great. They're just too every, short. Every time they release a yes, they're super short. Right. Uh, and it looks like because they don't want to put money behind this game anymore, we might not get more storylines. Like, there's a possibility that this version of Thor character pops up. The reason why the trailer is literally a story, very much like Spider-Man, is that she will just be a playable character and not actually an expansion, more just expanding the roster, which is kind of annoying. Because your, your game is so repetitive, I don't want to turn it on. Yeah, my, my biggest problem with those games is I already play two games like those games. You know what I mean? Like that game is a grindy level grinding, like online, online multiplayer game. And I already do MLB the show 22 and fall 76. There's no way that I'm ever going to be able to play a third one as much as I'd want to, because I'd want to devote full time into it. You know what I mean? And really yeah. level up it each character. It doesn't deserve it. Yeah. It doesn't deserve it. It doesn't well, deserve yeah, it because you're, you're saying the gameplay loop isn't that fun when, once you get into it. Um, yeah. Cause well. it's, 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 it's literally too repetitive. is the same thing. Like I'm over already, I'm over. already doing that kind of like grindy loop thing with uh, Mortal Kombat 11. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, like, I don't yeah. want to do it. With Stop. Else. Remember the hearts in Castlevania 2? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that as a game. Yeah, it takes that. Just that time. one aspect made into a shiny game. Yeah, yeah. 
It is so, the most. It's a mobile game that forgot to give us stories. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So uh, I probably, you know, might I might get into the game at some point. I originally downloaded the game just so I could play with Neo Aoshi, and then we didn't. <laughs> so it's like one of the. Well, if you've got fifteen characters, all right, the repetitiveness is kind of goes away a bit because you can at least start getting good and learning about the other characters and how they play. Even though they have, it has a very contest of champions feel to it, where it really doesn't matter who you pick; it's the same kind of button smashing and and you know, it's there. It's not like a video, like a fighter, where you really got to get good with a character. Like no, no, getting good true. with a character means you're good with all the characters. You just have one has more stats. And it does it does have like a a passion fan base though. There are people that play it a lot. I know some people that play it all the time. Um, I go in to look at some of the new skins, but that's it. But speaking of of game games that have a very passionate um, uh, fan base that can develop a really big fan base, on October seventh, we just got the drop of a trailer for the Midnight Suns. Now, Midnight Suns, as comic fans listening to this podcast might know, is a uh, like a gothic superhero team up of uh, heroes that we love. The trailer looks a little weird. There's a bunch of villains in the trailer that um, I'm not familiar with other than Hulk. So Hulk is a villain evidently. Um, and then well, it's there's one that looks like, the... D yeah, it's Lilith, but she looks like DC's enchantress. So I was like, right. That's well, I don't so know really weird. who Lilith is, but she seems like she's controlling a bunch of people, including Scarlet Witch and Hulk. Uh, Which, to be fair, if you've got Scarlet Witch and Hulk, you kind of win. Yeah, right. but like, wasn't wasn't Lilith like that character? There was a character from Thor that showed up on uh, Agents of Shield, and it was a, like a, a female character that came down who knew Thor, and it was like a tire. It was in one episode in Agents of Shield, and I think the character's name was Lilith. Like. I, I can't remember, but she somehow knew uh, Thor, and I thought maybe that was the character, but I could be mistaken. But that comes out, the Midnight Suns game, the, we don't have any gameplay, but the Mid Midnight Suns game comes out October 7th. Now, what you have to look forward to, this is a game that's very XCOM style. And if you're not familiar with what XCOM is, it's tile-based, almost. Um, they're invisible in most cases. You don't see the tiles, but you're playing a game that is essentially movement squares. So, like, it is a game board. Each level is like a little mini game board that you play through by moving the character through a certain amount of moves. Um, so, if you're familiar with board games or, like, for instance, if you've ever played Zombicide as a board game, it's it's similar to that type of game um, where you move a figure around and move multiple team members around and you got to coordinate moves um, based on turns. And that's how the game's going to play. Um but XCOM was probably the most popular of all those types of games that kind of put that style of game on the map. And there are huge fans of those styles of game. There's people that love playing them. I personally have never played a game like that um, other than real board games, but um, that's what it feels like. So that's coming out October 7th. And then just released, and I'm very, very, very excited about this um, because I just bought it. June 16th, we had the drop of Shredder's Revenge. On a lot of diff in a lot of different places, I bought it on the Nintendo Switch. Where did you buy it, Menti? Did you buy it? Uh, PlayStation. You bought it on the PlayStation, yeah. PlayStation. So I think it dropped on all the consoles. Um, and have you beat it yet? Did you beat it yet? No, we just we played what three levels? Yeah, um, about three levels. I don't think it's cross platform. I don't think I'd be able to play with you. But one thing that's really cool is you can actually load up 
and uh, if you have a Nintendo Switch Online or the PlayStation Online membership, uh, you can actually load up and, and auto-load people in. So you can join uh, like a squad of people online, and as long as you have a good internet connection, you can play it. If you don't have a good internet internet connection i found out it's pretty unstable but <laughs> but uh if you have a good internet connection you'll load up with people and you don't have to look for friends um but you could also do couch co-op um i played uh with three of my family members uh this past weekend doing couch co-op of uh of shredder's revenge and i'm pretty excited about that also uh do very soon um, and I did, they didn't give a date yet. And I really want the date now that I bought this and I got back into this, um, they're releasing the Cowabunga collection, um, which is a collection of every Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game that's ever come out made by Konami. So that's, well, that's awesome. coming out. That's due 2022. Uh, you Menti, you already have some of those in the stand up uh, console video game console in your arcade in your uh, game room downstairs you already That's have a true. few of these titles um on there but it'll be pretty cool to have all those on my switch to be able to play all those and i think that's coming out it's only going to be 40 bucks but it doesn't have yet a set uh, release date um so i'm excited about that i'll have you know i'll be able to play through every single teenage Mutant ninja turtles title all the way in a row and then continue the story because Shredder, shredder's revenge supposedly continues the story um, I, I don't know. You might be more familiar with that than I am. It's no, you're right. It is a continuation. I mean, the st- let's let's not act like there was a huge story in those games. No, no. no. <laughs> so sure, it's not compelling. But it's it's, yeah. it's 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 more just let's just beat up a bunch of colorful ninjas and throw them at the camera. <laughs> I like. I, do you like the move sets and the cool things you can do now? I uh, do so like so that. Good. Yeah. Yeah, there was extra stuff that I noticed that in there that I don't think we had in the previous ones but maybe we did i don't i don't really know was there a grab so real in the quick, previous ones yes real quick lilith uh first appeared in ghost rider number 28 in 1992 and she's known as the mother of demons and she oh. goes all the way back to the dawn of creation apparently she was on earth with mephisto at the beginning of time um well the beginning of earth we'll say uh, and that she she goes all the way into uh, corrupt the corruption of Adam and Eve. Oh wow! So she is a she is she's a character where that doesn't have a very uh, profound backstory because no one knows a lot about her. Um, but yeah, so it seems seems like there's more to her than we than we may realize. But you know, so is comics. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden you watch. Uh, you watch Arrow and they bring up Ragman and you're like, who the hell is Ragman? <laughs> and you look it up and realize that Ragman has had seven volumes of comics. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah. That's that's comics in a nutshell. You find out about that's what that's what I love about comics. To this day, I've been following comics for so so many decades of my life, and I'll still get introduced to characters who have years and years of stories associated with their name that I've never heard of. <laughs> Like that when people are like, I'm a comic book expert, it's like, nah, you you know some. <laughs> but there's no way you can know all. It's like saying that like I know every movie. No, you don't. <laughs> it's just not possible. It's not yeah, possible. I, it, I always discover new movies that I'd never heard of before. Um That's and comics are the exact same way. Yeah. Well that's um, my right. that's that's my game corner. There you that's go. My game you got corner. It. I think we sh- we should just we'll we'll just have to make this a regular thing. Rise yeah. Game Corner. I like that. We gotta have a in. better name than that. I mean, there's another title coming that we don't have much information on, which is the Gotham Knights game. Uh, we oh, keeps getting pushed yeah, back. And the Wolverine game and Spider-Man 2. And yeah, those are a bunch early of good... tees right now, but yeah. 
a bunch of good games coming. But on that note, I'm going to do that thing. You can find the show at Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. That's at Welcome to Fireside on your social media choice, unless it's Twitter, which is Fireside Crew. I also want you to go to Moshko Collects, buy some stuff. You'll find our merch there, all the shirts that you can see Moshko wearing. He, that's where you can find them. He's the only one who owns them on the team. So <laughs> I find it funny that there are people walking around with shirts that none of us have. <laughs> none, none of us have. Um, yeah. So uh, once again, I'm Minty. And I'm Features. And this is Rye. Just Rye. <laughs> just, just Rye. Just Rye. Rye like the All right. Uh, I this could be this could be a big day. I hope you enjoy your day. I hope you love the finale of uh, of Obi Wan episode three of what's it called Miss Marvel. You got you got Doctor Strange, and you've got the boys tomorrow because they keep they seem to release them on Thursday a day early. Is yeah, what's week? that about? Beats me, but I'll take it. Surprising delight. All right, deuces. Excelsior. Thank you.